Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. This week is the conclusion to our Hearts of Wulin series. I want to thank Agatha so much for sharing this game with us. And of course, a huge thanks to Mendez and River for playing with me. Remember, Hearts of Wulin is up on Kickstarter now. So if you enjoyed what we did here, go check it out and buy a copy for yourself. With all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. Let's cut away. All right. Gentle Wu. Yeah. Gentle Wu is is still in this, like, hidden away in, I guess, the dormitory? Yes. uh, For this organization? So I think he's been fading in and out of consciousness. He's aware enough to know that if he is discovered, he will be in trouble. But I think he is waging, like, a personal battle within himself. I think he was calmed by Pooja's presence and that sort of had him at bay and he kind of revealed this emotionally vulnerable part of himself and Pooja had to leave like immediately after that. Mm -hmm. So I think the darkness that is within him is trying to seize upon the, the weakness and pain from that to like maybe turn him to the will of the white eyebrow. Great. And while you're kind of wrestling with yourself and well first of all what does this physically look like uh so physically i think like we can see Wu is pale slick with sweat covered in these robes uh, that conceal him and i think he's he has positioned himself somewhere in the room like away from the door and, and like hidden so there's there's probably reasonable accommodations that that he was in previously but as like it went at the times when he faded into consciousness he had to crawl away from that area because he didn't want to risk discovery so we see this dramatic like kind of blue white lighting on him that is just like him in this completely disheveled beaten up state um Mm. and he like fades in and out of fantasy sequences with like very harsh cuts and I think that is him in front of the cave uh, of the white eyebrow. Like he is just suddenly standing there and it's like drawing him in. Yeah. And oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> I I feel like first you hear those that whispering sound again, like in, in the mm-hmm. caves. Um, and as you're almost compelled to keep walking forward, you see a figure walking towards you as well from the caves. And as they step closer and closer, they draw their sword and you hear the keening sound of, of your blade. Did we name it Heaven Sword and Dragon Saber? Yeah, it's the hungering blade. Yeah, so you hear the, the keening sound of your blade and the person walking towards you looks up and you see that it's yourself. Oh, man. So Wu reaches to his side and places his hand on his sword, ready to draw, but he stops. He doesn't know where or what this is, but he does know if he draws this blade, he will have to kill who he's fighting. And right now he's fighting himself. So is this the blade's attempt to kill him? All of that goes through his mind before like this opponent is able to rush at him. And I think he doesn't draw his blade. Great. I feel like this is actually a perfect opportunity for you to make a study move. <laughs> Oh, yes. Okay. And what are you rolling with? The only thing that's gone is fire. I don't think that's... I think earth is probably my best bet here. Yeah, caution. Uh, <laughs> caution, focus, and presence. It, it seems... Oh, and that is a 10. Excellent. Uh, with with the or two from earth, that's 12. Whoa, okay. Well, <laughs> 10 and... Uh, so you get I mean, it doesn't matter but i was excited to get it no that was very good <laughs> and you get two holds and again you can ask about a question about the situation you can ask a question about yourself you can also oh, declare a detail and s- state that as fact okay i'm going to reveal a detail about this scene 
and uh like as this version of me like raises this blade and levels it against me in the cave behind him fire starts like lighting up around the walls and like it lines up and it goes all the way back to behind that screen where the white eyebrow normally sits and we can see that the screen is tattered and stained with blood so i think like the detail is like this version of me has has slain the white eyebrow and and now stands before me presumably to kill me i don't want to ask about the scale because it should be at least equal okay i want to know i i guess escape routes um I, I want to know if the only way out of this situation is to best this opponent. That's a good question. In this situation, it, it, actually, I, I feel like you're reminded of all the other situations when uh, when the blade has been drawn and is mm-hmm. is screaming for blood. The best way for you to sate, sate it, if only momentarily, is to draw your own blood. Right. Okay, um, so... But I, yeah. I will give you... But this time, because um, because there are two blades being drawn uh, in right now, if you draw your own to escape the situation, this will take a lot out of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think Wu is looking at this situation, and I think... I feel like he knows that if in this world like wherever he is even if he's only in his own mind if he makes the decision to draw his blade and two hungering blades are drawn against one another and face each other someone has to die so the only way that like he can mitigate this situation and like try and hold on to the lessons that puja taught him is to fight without drawing the blade even if it's a great risk to himself. So I think that's what he's going to do. All right. What does this look like visually? I think we get to see an echo of like the wild animal version of him that we saw earlier in that fight with Pooja. I think there are a lot of wild and powerful swings that this shadow vision of himself is doing um, as he's in this like kind of slightly wooded mountainous area a gentle woo is like just barely avoiding these strikes and rocks are exploding as the hungering blade tastes them i think there's a moment where woo is standing against a tree and like he is charged by the shadow version of himself uh it swings and we we cut to like a slow motion of woo dodging beneath the blade and getting out of the way and the hungering blade just barely nicks the tree and we see the tree wither and die before them um so like I, I think like it's flashing between the real world and this fantasy world. And we can see that both versions of woo woo in the real world and the fantasy world, like he's covered in sweat. He is completely bedraggled and exhausted. Um, and he's struggling to find an opening to, to strike back and resolve the situation. Mm, I, f- I am actually going to give it to you that you can just do this because this is the result of, of your, this is what you found out through your role. Um, again, with the consequence that you are going to have to mark. I had already marked one box of wounded, so this would be my second. Yes. So you do, okay. do you draw your own sword and cut yourself to get ri- to get out of this trap in your dream state? Um, Agatha. I actually would like a situation where I've got I, I've got like my blade still in its sheath. I'm holding that up against the blade of the shadow version of myself. Like I can see myself frothing at the mouth with like a completely enraged expression on on his face, and I am so tired and I'm frightened of myself and for myself and and for the things that I care about and love. Uh, uh, where where eye to eye, I have my hand on the blade and the sheath, and I think I want to not know what he chose in that moment and have him wake up suddenly in that cold sweat. I'll take the second wounded, but we don't know if I cut myself down 
or if he had to allow himself to be cut uh, by the blade so he could like sheath it or something. Great. Awesome. And it's the camera is just on a close up of your eyes and you open and then cut to in front of you. It's it's eagle eyes. And he says, are you okay, sir? <gasps> sir, sir, it's me. It's me. What are you doing here? I, I, I came, came looking for you. This It's not safe here. Yes, it is not safe here. I, I have to go as soon as possible. I need to make it to the tournament. Yes, I, I've just heard that for some reason they've... I'm, I'm not sure what happened, but but we have to make it to... Well, I, I think they, they moved the time up for whatever reason, and we have to be there right now. So, like, he doesn't even take a moment to collect himself. He just, like, gets up. <laughs> he throws off these these robes that have been... Well, no, I guess he can't because he, I don't think he had other clothes <laughs> was part of the problem. Yes. So he's just going to dash off behind eagle eyes. Okay, so let's go back to Puja and also Yishan. Yishan, you're still there. And you you see number one scholar um, attack Puja. That, that's a thing. Do you still do you still try to fade away? Because this is your opportunity to really leave. He's definitely distracted now. So part of me says that I should kick a stone at his alcohol jug Ooh. to give Pooja an opening to escape, but that would completely expose me. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a character who thinks with his heart, not his head, so we're gonna do that. Okay, I I almost feel like in a way this is a this is a support role, right? So like a, it's a part of the comfort and support, do you think? It's an interesting way to look at it. So I definitely know I can't fight right now. So yeah, <laughs> because be yeah, you can't fight. as disruptive as I can without fighting. Actually that does make sense. If I can do it, I can it increases the bond and yeah, that 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 is that is exactly the sort of thing I'm looking for plus some. I love mm-hmm. it. And what are you rolling with? <laughs> Air or water? Could you sound a little less amused by <laughs> rolling again? Um, I think if I'm going to do this as smoothly as possible, that's water. So I'm, I'm finding, I'm picking out something that I know is going to put um, number one scholar at a disadvantage. That's going to give... Uh, my friend, the edge. So it's gotta be. It's gotta be water. All right. Heaven help us. There we are. Three. We're fucked. <laughs> Can I say that? Is this, a, is this a swearing podcast? Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Great. Let's let's hold that thought. Um, There's a creek, <laughs> and we are up it. Puja. <laughs> um, so it's a it's a for real fight now. Yeah. Okay. And so you didn't try to find two. out. Yeah, you didn't try to find out his scale. Great. Let's. Let, no, yeah. but you you told me. I did tell you. Um, yes. We'll roll with wood. All right. Okay. All right. That is a twelve. Excellent. <laughs> so you roll a twelve on someone who is above your scale, and again, if your foe is above your scale, you lose the conflict. But on a hit, you may declare how you lose. And the only the way to kind of counteract someone being above your scale is you can you can go for a new technique, which is when you have a training montage to get good, and then mm-hmm. later on you can defeat them. But anyway, right now. Um. Okay. Cool. Where exactly are we? Are we outside We're in or inside? Middle of the street. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. This is in the middle of this town. Oh okay. God. Yeah. All right. So we fight all the way up and down the street. And the way that the audience will remember this fight is it's like it involves a lot of like random like junk and paraphernalia that's on the street. Um, So we're like shoving each other into puddles and like crashing into I guess like someone's like got a goat tied out tied up out here or something like that. And like so there's all of this like sort of comedic uh, like tripping and shoving over all of this like stuff that's on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like really, really confused by everything that's happening. So I think at the end of it, he knocks me into the like front door of some saloon mm-hmm. and I go like skidding into it and like 
hit a table and skid to a stop. And like he, you know, he comes in and, you know, stances up and I'm, you know, I'm on the ground and kind of groaning and battered. And I'm like, are you done? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. You win. <laughs> and he he takes a step towards you like he's. He's like, all right, now it's time to uh, finish this or something. And he like cracks his knuckles. But behind him, he there's the sound of a whistle. And he's like, I was just. <sighs> I'll see you around. And he turns will? Um, and, and leaves. Um, okay. And the mysterious man just kicked our ass and left. <laughs> oh my gosh, he said, you, oh, mm. um, and, and left. That's the important part. I, I feel like, what do you think is the worst thing that can happen in this situation? <laughs> I think honestly, the worst that could happen is he turns around and I nail him square in the eye with the stone. <laughs> <laughs> Bonk. Ow, that really hurt. <laughs> Or it bounces off his head or something like that, but it was intended to throw it at, you know, to kick it at his, you know, his jug, which is like on his shoulder or something, right? Because he's like a super stereotype in that regard. Wait, do you mean to fight him? Is that what you mean? Do you mean to challenge him? Or like, is the worst oh. thing that you are revealed? Or what? Yeah, I think the worst thing is that one, I'm revealed and two, I've managed to piss him off. You can definitely reveal yourself. Um, yeah, yeah. Regardless, yeah, he doesn't. It doesn't have to hit him, but it can. It can definitely reveal my location. Like everybody knows who did it. Yeah, he he, he it hits him in the back of his head, and he like claps a hand to it, and turns around, and his eyes narrow when he sees you. But there's that whistle again, and you recognize that whistle as, as well because you used to be from this this temple, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it is the temple to gather everyone and like you see like the from everyone else on the streets perspective everyone is just kind of like this procession was going so slowly and just taking up the street while everyone is just trying to get home because it's nighttime and everyone wants to be sleeping but it was taking up all the space but then suddenly everyone just kind of like oh have their own share of whatever was on the carts and start jumping away light footing out of there leaving these carts in the middle of the streets because whatever who cares um and everyone is jumping off and i think uh number one scholar jeez, <laughs> why did i insist with this name um he uh he starts running and he i think he, as he's running towards their direction as well and this is headed um in the same direction that the whole procession was going in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as he passes by you, he grabs the the back of your, of your shirt and kind of lifts you. And then basically is taking you with him. What? And, and I, um, the- I, mm-hmm. I, I say when, when he, when he grabs me, pulls me up. I was like, I was like in the process of like, yeah, it's me. You never, you know, pulling my hood back. But when he picks me up, I was like, brother, brother, please. I'm perfectly capable of following you. And, <laughs> And in in the distance, you see uh, somewhere. Um, I, I believe it's okay. It's uh, it's on the river that is that that is right by this town. Um, there mm-hmm. is a very massive boat, and it's completely lit up, and you you can just barely see torches all along the edges of it. By lit up, you mean like it's got lights all over it, or lit up, you mean in flagrata or in in flames? It, it's not in fuego. Okay. <laughs> in Fuego, not in Flagrata. There's two different things, Rivs. <laughs> yeah, I want to know if Yishan gets to this boat first via being carried by number one scholar, or if Gentle, you you and uh, Eagle Eyes. I mean, I'm willing to be second, especially because this senior is dragging me when I could be going on my own. Okay. Unless, uh, unless Gentle Wu, you want to be second. I think Gentle Wu can be second. Nobody wants to be first. All right. Okay. So we can just roll for it. No, no, it's fine. Um, I, I was ceding narrative control to you. I was ceding the choice to you because I botched that roll. So yeah, uh, I guess I'll already be there probably with, uh, 
scholar's hand still you know having me by the, by the rough <laughs> if, if if that's what you imagined agatha yeah so let's say that um you probably all arrived there technically at the same time but we see you getting there first uh yusan and you are cut you're thrown into onto the ground not i guess not the ground you're thrown down and when you look up you see that you're definitely on the boat and you seem to be in the middle of a ring and all around you, their faces illuminated by torchlight are uh, people who are wearing um, clothing that signify them as different parts of the factions within the Wulin world. Uh, yeah, on the other, other side of the boat, I think Eagle Eyes and you, Gentle you probably just both jump towards the boat, right? Like, that's not a, yeah. that's not a problem for you. And you land on one side of it. There are people there, and they turn immediately to look at you and say, "Who's there?" I am, and like I think Gentle Wu like landed with this. It was not a graceful light foot landing because Gentle Wu has had better days, and I, I think like he's propping himself up on his sword, and he looks beat to hell, wearing kind of like ratty monk robes, or I guess I guess they're not monks exactly because they're in this organization that that transport monks around but it's still it's it's not the nicest clothing i think they can clearly tell who he is but you know everything about the way he looks is like begging for someone to mess with him at this point okay and eli's also uh just takes a half step uh forward and says stand down don't you know that we're from the hundred ghosts and then uh one of the people on the on the boat says Oh, the hundred ghosts. All right, this way. And she mock bows uh, in one direction towards the middle of the boat. Yeah, I, I don't think Wu is paying a great deal of attention to all that. Like he strides past, mm-hmm. um, trying to maintain an air of, of haughty and dignity if he can, or, or, or of haughty dignity if he can. He's just... <laughs> He just needs to get to the tournament at this point. In this in this time, uh, Yishan has taken off out the outer robes and wrapped them around the bundle that he was carrying, and tied it up, set it down next to him, and is like wearing some sort of like you know sleeveless underlayer and looks very very cross and is tensing his muscles. Is like, all right, what's going on here? And. Pooja, I want to know if you are trying to sneak onto this boat. Why not? Actually, there are <laughs> lots of reasons why not. Don't answer that. Is it even a question? <laughs> <laughs> Do not answer that question. Okay, yes, I will sneak onto the boat using my skills of sneaking. Yeah, you have Reign of Assassins, right? Uh, Yes. Um, also the imposter, but let's do reign of assassins. Wait, actually, the, both of these are great. Did you want to, to try to <laughs> pretend to be someone else? Do you want to try actually? To I think it, I think it would be way sillier if I were there but in disguise. So let's do that. Or would you like to pretend to be gentle Wu because? Uh, whoa! I mean, you can be so. So Just are we saying then that the person in this scene has been me all along rather than gentle Wu? No, <laughs> no. I'm saying that oh. you can also get on pretending to be while dressed as Gentle Wu. Yeah, as long sure. as you have one item of his clothing, you can basically look exactly like him. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Cool. So, have you already been on the boat, or are you about to get on the boat? I think that mm-hmm. there's like a sequence where we see Pooja emerge from some shadows dressed as Gentle Wu, um, and then. Uh, and then she sort of chingongs from like Lightfoots, boat to boat yeah. in this canal mm-hmm. and lands on the boat and then this sort of like insinuates herself into the crowd of people there. I'm just saying like she or gentle woo is not actually <laughs> is not saying anything, just sort of watching and watching and waiting for now. Yeah, the first person that sees you. So I, I'm I'm gonna say that this is actually before you stride in um mm-hmm. to into the arena, uh real gentle woo. When when you try to insinuate yourself without speaking into this crowd, uh one person spots you and they are they're from the um the Hundred Ghosts and he comes up to you and he says, You're here, please this way. Of course. 
And there's he like has like a half pause in his step and he just looks puzzled but continues walking. And you are led into an arena where you see again uh, all of the different people, the important people from the important factions within the Wulin world are sitting. Um, This is my chance to impress all of them. That's definitely what's going to happen in this scene. Yeah, and on the other side of the arena, uh, stretching and kind of getting themselves ready is is East. (laughs) If I remember correctly, uh, the love of your life? Question mark. Yeah, right. Uh, was that our? Um. Oh yeah, yeah. I do desire Ishan. Okay, great. Because let's just be uh-huh. as messy as possible. Let's see. All right. I need to fight Ishan in a manner which will make him desire me. <laughs> it's great logic. That's how I, you know, go about fighting right? everyone. So I, I have never done this in real life. And he's saying you look up and you see uh, Pooja. No, not Pooja. Sorry. You see Gentle Wu. Yeah, you thought it was Pooja for a second, but that can't be right. Pooja doesn't wear that hat. Right? <laughs> I see the snowmelt has come early then, hasn't it? <laughs> yes, the snowmelt has come very early. It's the earliest of all possible snowmelts. <laughs> Head tilt. <laughs> and then... Um, I'm flying on instinct here. And then you hear someone uh, obviously amplifying their voice with their uh, with their inner power, their negong, uh, and then they they say, "Um, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, can everyone hear me?" <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, great. Well, welcome everyone. I uh, this is a, a late hour that we have all been invited to. You know that the. the, the the big honchos have spoken, so now it is time for the first round of our competition. You know, for the head of the Wuling. On one side, we have very ominously threatening-looking man. On the other <laughs> side, we have uh, another person seemingly undressing. <laughs> Announce yourselves, Certainly. please. Certainly you recognize me. I am the notorious swordsman, Gentle Wu, wielder of the Hungering Blade. And all throughout the Wulin know that when Gentle Wu unsheaths the Hungering Blade, it is not sheathed again until an ass has been kicked. Um, with that declaration, like? I think yeah. you need to roll for the imposter. I think so Sweet. too! <laughs> what, what do you think you're rolling with? Uh, let's see. Um, troll, calculation, reflection, caution, focus, presence earth okay great yeah yeah not so much the caution focus part no no just presence okay uh are, are you trying to like suddenly hint to me that 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 you're wearing it is that that it's you underneath there is this what you're trying to do i, I think you're ascribing far more planning to my actions than uh applies I'm, to them yeah but i just, just got a this... four. Oh no i wanted the disguise to hold it's okay don't worry i have a plan for the failure well, as well yeah on a miss your disguise falls apart at the wrong moment first of all uh, you didn't have a plan <laughs> mark earth <laughs> and hmm, I mean, Ishan, like, do you, like, do you realize what's happening? Like, do you are you are you gonna actually fight or? I mean, mechanically, I can't. Uh, so there's that. But I think. Well, you can actually because it's PC versus PC. But anyway. Uh, okay. So um, uh, Ishan was going to like make some big pronouncement about like you know hey, I'm one of the organizers, what's going on here, blah, blah, blah. Might need to fire your announcer. <laughs> He's going to say is, I see gentle Wu, who can't even be bothered to come himself, who sends a patsy in his stead. And, oh, there's a collector oh. like, <gasps> and um, I think someone stands up in the stance and says, um, like slaps uh, his seat and says, what kind of foolishness is this? So I think Gentle Wu has to emerge <laughs> at this point and claim 
His namesake? Yes. So that's exactly what happens. Wu emerges, you know, he doesn't have like his shirt. I think he's he's tied his ill-fitting robes around his waist. So he has a little bit more freedom of movement. And it's, you know, he, he's not super impressive without his shirt. He's he's a little chubby. He, he's clearly got some power there, but especially next to, I think, this impeccably dressed version of himself, he doesn't look super glorious. But you can tell on his face, he, he is having none of this. Um, and he plants the still sheathed hungering blade in the ground at his feet, holding onto it and goes, I am Wu. And I feel like this is definitely when um, you hear, even though your blade is is sheathed, you hear a little bit now mm-hmm. of that of that keening sound, and you see Jadowu in front of you yourself. You were already defeated. That's only what you thought. I live forever. Wu, I think, is is in a tough position right now. Um, <laughs> not, you know what? No, oh, you know, oh, what? oh, Wu is in a tough position. <laughs> I think. I think. That uh, Yusha is going to take this opportunity, mm-hmm. pick up his bundle, and just sort of like sidle on. <laughs> <out of that. laughs> yeah. Then I I think Wu does not take time for for any formalities or anything. He just charges this imposter. I don't think he's drawn the sword yet. Have you come to mock me? Have you come to goad me? Have you become too impatient for me to act on my own that you must come here in this in this worthless simulacrum of me? <laughs> Jeez. Jenna oh. <laughs> uh, was the only one who had higher education. <laughs> um, and I, I feel like... You went to evil finishing school. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, mean, I, want... I tried. I just failed out. <laughs> I want I want you to actually I want this to be a PC versus PC duel. So how this mm-hmm. works is um, the PC that initiates this fight. So I believe that is the real gentle Wu. Um, mm-hmm. You say what you'll give them if they accept your victory. So you, things you can offer are like unspent XP or character actions, changes to entanglements or burning bonds, any kind of narrative result. Okay. What am I willing to give? Am I allowed to suggest things? Of course you yes, are. Yes, please. I will totally accept some unspent XP. Really? Oh. Y- this. I think I only have one. <laughs> it says you have... <laughs> Does it say that I have more than one? Maybe I'm looking at the sheet wrong. No, that sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, one isn't a lot. I, I I think the most interesting ones are always narrative uh, choices. So yeah, what kind of things would be interesting? So for I have another suggestion. Okay, if you make me look really good, like so, it's a really close match. Okay, okay. So I think what happens is I'm gonna have to end up drawing the hungering blade <gasps> during this match. I think you push me that far. Like I can't kill you. I'm I'm certain that you don't want to be killed. That's I think sensible, I will accept you know? those. <laughs> I, I will I will accept those terms. I will make you look really good, and I will not kill you. Um, and your fighting will force me to draw the hungering blade. Okay, that's, so this is the that's great. This is the offer, and then you. So do you do you accept? Uh, I accept. Puja, great. Okay, you accept to lose the duel, and you can mark uh, experience. So now let's see what this looks like. So I think the fight starts out with Wu using his sword, his sheathed sword as a club. He's making these wild swings and he's exhausted, like again, still caked in sweat and he's not moving at his best. And I think the crowd is extremely not into it they're like there's already so little love for for the hundred ghosts uh there's probably even more distaste for Wu as a person and he's not like he's infamous for not drawing his blade which is both not exciting and disrespectful yeah um, you start to hear people yelling from like the audience being like just draw your blade you coward yeah and i think part of this fight then becomes like not only is Wu uh not striking true because he's giving himself 
this, you know, penalty of, of not being able to draw his blade, but people start throwing bottles and jugs from the audience oh, and no. he has to block those with the sword. So he ends up taking some of Pooja's hits. And he's, you know, he's already got his wounded. So he's already taking his, his, his like minus two. And like the bottles that hit him are very debilitating. And I think Pooja is like very clearly not threatened by this situation right now. So it's mostly flashy strikes and uppercuts and things that are making Wu uh, look really bad i'm mostly on the defensive it's hard for me mm-hmm. to like as wild as your swings are you still have so much of a range advantage on me that doing anything but defending myself is uh nigh on impossible are, are you fighting barehanded still yes um i can't okay. i can't actually draw my weapon because that would reveal who i really am of course yeah although uh, so although I, the I, gm can still mandate that i do that as part of the like my identity being revealed is the wrong moment so that's of, of on course. the table. Well, I think this is perfect, right? So like we're, we're both kind of putting ourselves at a disadvantage. Um, and like, I have no idea who you are and like the woo that you're fighting. I think you can sense that something is different about him. Uh, like c- compared to the, the fights that you saw earlier and, and the woo that you know from the past. It comes to a point where, like, there, there are these bottles flying through the air that I'm just barely, desperately smashing with the with the sword before they hit me, um, and I think you get a blow in that was meant to create some distance between us, uh, but it sends me like flying back, and I unsteadily fall to the ground and the ground is now covered in fragments of ceramic and glass so he stands up and his back is now covered in blood and i think that is enough to like provoke him beyond the breaking point and he starts to scream and he holds the blade in front of himself and screams the whole time as it is drawn. And then I think you hear that keening sound. And mm-hmm. as the blade gets drawn, the keen sound like starts to uh, escalate and eclipse the scream until uh, like the crowd and the screaming of Wu are silenced as the blade is now leveled against you in this fight. Okay. Okay. Uh, Pooja, I have a question for you. Sure. So we don't really have an idea of who raised you right right so are you still in contact with the person who raised you or um ostensibly yes the the only thing that's keeping us from talking to each other is distance great but yeah i grew up in a i grew up in a household with with my mom my mom and my grandparents and i i never knew my dad so what is your most treasured uh memory of your mom of my mom either one of your grandparents whoever you were closest to um emotionally i was closest to my mom Mm -hmm. and uh my grandparents taught me to fight um my my grandfather taught me like uh hand-to-hand combat and my my grandmother taught me to to shoot a bow but my mom taught me to dance and so I think that like she was also like a less harsh teacher than my grandparents mm-hmm. were. So I think that I I had like a little bit more affection for her teaching style, even if I didn't advance as quickly. Right. Um, so like my most treasured memory is like dancing alongside my mother. Dancing alongside your mother. And um, is is there some kind of music that accompanies that? Yeah, there's there's, uh, I guess, like uh, drum music and maybe a maybe a string instrument of some kind uh the the drum is probably the most the most important thing okay so i think huh it's good to know and conversely what is the last memory that you had of her that you don't want to think about there was a night when i i woke up in the middle of the night and i heard her crying in the next room over and like I went to like ask for a glass of water or something like that and um I saw her crying and just kind of like sitting and talking to 
talking to no one or talking to herself. And it was it was something having to do with my father who I didn't mm-hmm. know, um, and who I wasn't supposed to ask about. So the, that same sensation that you had at that time, uh, when you you felt like your 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 heart was clenching and it was it felt like you were gonna cry, but obviously you're not gonna cry because you don't cry. <laughs> that moment, you feel that right now, as everything else is drowned out, aside from this uh, this keening wail of the blade. Yishan, you were leaving, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> once once the uh, focus is firmly on the, those two, I am out of there. Unless there's like a some liquor to steal, in which case I'm going to steal that and then leave. Uh, well, I mean, the audience is definitely throwing bottles of liquor, so I'm sure you could like, catch one. Well, I bought one that was full. <laughs> So you you run out from um from the I, I suppose the door that the real gentle Wu came in through. Oh, so we we were inside in the hold of the ship then. I thought we were on. No, the you were kind of in like it's like an all oh, right. I should describe this. Uh, it, this is like <laughs> in the center of the sh- ship, uh, but it's uh, I, I keep on avoiding using uh ship description terms because i don't know them but yeah but you are on the the top you're not inside anywhere it's just that there there happen to be seats built up around this center area so you're outdoors but you still have to walk through doors in order to leave oh i see right right okay so this is this is like some sort of ship that has a deck and then it it there are these stadium seatings that fold out from and like okay that's pretty wild Sure. Yeah. Um, and when you when you sneak your way through, um, someone grabs you by the hand. Intense and, luck. And uh, and they whisper, "It's me, Eagle Eyes." I say, your voice is more soothing than a cool breeze. Please, we must leave now. Yes, I agree. And um, while you have this momentary respite, <laughs> we're we're on this deck, and uh, I want to know how this gets resolved. Gentle, you are you just is your mind lost? So now that the sword is out, things have changed significantly and i think there is a moment where he will charge at himself that like it'll flash back to that fantasy sequence so we see them the two versions of Wu, locked against one another and you can see that uh Wu has pushed against himself forward so that he can draw his hungering blade and like the two are like keening basically at at opposite frequencies and we then have another hard cut back to this this competition and like the music has completely changed the sound has completely changed like the the keen sound like kind of fades away and dies down a little bit and all we can hear are the breathing of these two warriors as they face each other and you know if uh i i think if if uh, you were struggling before puja like now it is a completely desperate fight for your life i think i actually end up i have to yield very very quickly because i don't you have a sword and i don't and even if it weren't the hungering blade like i'd be pretty boned so mm-hmm. yeah i think it you does definitely, the sword your fight does not go on much longer well your disguise <laughs> falls apart and uh do you cut um, it off? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think like we're, we're flashing between the fantasy sequence and, and, and this sequence. And, you know, I, I think in the fantasy sequence, I am being mocked by my darker self. Uh, that is essentially saying you have chosen to draw the blade. You have already chosen my path. You will either perish here or become me. And we can see dodging. Uh, Puja is like moving very quickly and, and, and gracefully, but you know, there's only so much you can do when you don't have a sword. Um, and like, no matter what, in both versions uh, of this fight, 
our woo, the real woo, is fighting the same, like like uh, fighting an unarmed opponent with the same desperation as, as fighting a, a shadow version of yourself holder, holding the hungering blade. And I, I feel like he's lost to both fights at this point. What does it look like when you yield? How do you, how does that go? I think it actually like over the sound of like your your uh your voice and the keening of the weapon, I have to shout it like a few times um mm. before you actually hear me. So I'm like ducking and dodging out of the way and like throwing up my hands, like, but it's it's not until you actually feel like the resistance of like a a belt or a fastening or something and then the the robe the stuff of yours that I'm wearing falls away to reveal, reveal my usual like, you know, dark stealth outfit underneath that um i'm shouting i that i eventually you hear me shouting like i yield i yield damn it woo i yield is there a referee uh, no there isn't there's no referee at there's all only so, a, so who and hmm? well, this, this, this was an unlicensed fight then ha huh, what a mockery that's a good question how it usually works is that uh people don't lose their minds um and <laughs> When, when the other person says I yield then the competition could stop but at the same time they don't know who this other person is so does the does it take like I'm imagining almost like like five people rush forward out of the crowd and, and like physically have to hold you back that that's it five people like come out of the crowd and like because I, I am moving forward about to like swing my blade and I think a bunch of people like stay my arm and you know you're the disguise has fallen away you're like damn it you, woo I've yielded I've yielded and I think like there's someone who's like uh come between us who is trying to like stop the fight and usher you off and my arm there's a moment where I think there's d- the defeated version of woo on the ground and I can see he is standing over himself and the arm swinging the sword down swings in the same way and just cuts this innocent bystander who was trying to usher you to safety down completely oh okay Um, can i just insert in one thing oh yes please and the the person that immediately rushed forward that no one would expect to be here least of all uh their their stupid brother is of course just chin um Oh, of course. Yeah. I I cut I cut him down. Um and we can see in the fantasy sequence um that like as Wu was about to strike, you know, that the his shadow self down with the hungering blade, someone stands between them and that someone was Pooja and he has cut her down in this fantasy. Um, and like, there's, there's this moment where, you know, there's eye contact between them and Wu in, in the fantasy just says, what have I become? And in the competition outside the fantasy, just like pulls his sword back, not even feeling the people who are trying to restrain him and like sheathes the blade now covered in blood and looks up at the officials for the competition and says, bring me another. Oh. And, um, and Pooja, and so this <laughs> judge chain of all people rushes out of the audience immediately when your disguise falls apart and had to be restrained by someone else. And then finally, when uh, you, you two, you and uh, Gentle were pulled apart, rushes forward and says, please, we must leave. Um, and then you take one step forward and he makes this kind of like sound and his his hands like clench on on your arms for, for one moment and then uh you feel them loosen as he starts to slide down all right i um uh tears start running down my face and i start trying to um trying to like apply first aid is he is there any chance of him surviving um possibly <laughs> okay let's do we need a let's let's have you roll overcome all right great <laughs> because he was he was stabbed with um with with the, the hungering blade i mean it's just a sword 
<laughs> it is just a sword. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Just there's we we did agree upon no magic, so yeah. Okay. Um, what am I doing this with? Uh, I guess it. It's not creativity, speed. Well, okay, maybe it is actually. It's definitely speed. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to do um, this. Is... Yeah, that could work. See if I can heal him with fire. That's a seven. Ooh. <laughs> oh, so on overcome on a seven to nine, there's a complication. I may present you a worse outcome or a hard choice. That's very interesting. Um, Fate worse than death. Okay, okay I know what it like is. Like a hard choice. That sounds like a terrible choice. There, there's a difference. <clears throat> Sorry. So you're like trying to do first aid, and you also like look at where the wound is and you see that there's um uh from wait where oh he was cut in the back um you see his his lips um uh judge chain's lips start to turn um purple Uh and then if if you and then if you rip the 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 back of his uh his shirt you can see Uh that uh he has clearly been poisoned which you can force out of his body by using your um, your inner power, your your negong, but only by drawing it into your own. Well, he sacrificed himself to save me. No, I muted so, him so I could feed him. The only reasonable thing to do would be to do that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I guess like so. I start like it, it looks like I'm giving him like a really uncomfortable massage. I guess. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like I I press my hands against a series like a series of meridians and I slowly like I draw all the all the negative breath into my own body and mm. it's like th- there's this like very unconvincing CGI special effect um where it's like <laughs> it's like in Teen Wolf <laughs> where like your veins go all black. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, but I do want to say, like, while you're, like, hurriedly trying to uh, pull all the poison from his body into yours, I, I do want to say that, Yishan, you, you turn around the last moment. Um, yeah. For whatever reason, you're not sure. You just feel compelled to. And you see you see your brother, your stupid fool of a brother, collapse oh. on the ground. I, I know why you would turn around. Why? Because I, I, because I shout, is there a doctor in the house? And... Of course, Sheng sounds kind of like. Oh God! <laughs> How's that for we... reincorporation? Well, wow! Well... <laughs> All right, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can you can edit that out later. If you... So Sheng, <laughs> the pun is too much. No, that's to staying there. Your shame will live forever. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I'm all... I'm not looking good at this point. Isan, you see uh, your rival crouching over your brother, um, and they both look like garbage. And by garbage, I mean, like, they're gonna die. I look at Eagle Eye. I look at that. He's pulling your arm. He he says, we need to leave, please. I can't... I can't let my brother die. This is This is your last chance. You are in grave danger, and I have to get you out of here. I think he just sort of looks at his feet and says, lead the way. Whoa. Oh, this is a, sl- this is a slow motion scene. As um, I think um, you're walking away step, step, and Judge um, Sheen on the ground, just like his it's just wheezing um, as as this poison is possibly leaving his body. He's looking bleary eyed um, and like he can kind of the, the camera angles all sideways and he sees into the hallway and he vaguely sees your back. And and I think his finger twitches like he's going to reach for you. And I'm absolutely looking back that direction the whole time, like until the very last second. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Pooja, uh, Mark wounded. Okay. And I feel like we should just end it here and go into epilogues. What do y'all okay. think? Sure. Does that make sense? I, I want to understand the, the competition. Was was that the last 
was that the climactic fight of the competition or I, I kind of think this is a good opportunity for Wu to do some posturing here. Mm. I mean, I thought this was supposed to be the first battle. This is, this was the first fight. So if you, cool. if you want to do some posturing, yes, please do. Yeah. That, that I, I cause I feel like we, we can definitely, Oh, I just closed the stupid thing where it's all the basic moves. Cause I'm a big dumb idiot with stupid fat fingers. Uh, <laughs> Uh, are you all right? <laughs> no, you just heard that I closed the stupid thing. All right, I'm opening it up, opening it up. Okay, now I'm gonna look at the basic moves. Are you are you just like trying to decimate everyone? I am trying to make everyone present too afraid to challenge me. Great, mm. that is an impress move. Okay, impress. Perfect. Um. When you act to impress others or succeed at a competition, Mm -hmm. describe your performance and role. Okay, so I'm at minus two uh, because of my injury, but I I believe uh, the Heaven Sword Dragon Saber, uh, or yeah, Heaven Sword and Dragon I've saber clearly written this wrong yeah and dragon saber so i believe that gives me some sort of bonus to these impress rolls right it, yes it gives you plus one to impress someone from okay. the martial world so i'm at a minus one before the stats so let's see here my good stats are earth which presence yeah oh no i can't do fire fire has been checked off yeah i think earth is is going to be the most appropriate thing for me here i guess i'll roll first to see how it goes before i make the the dumb speech let's see here i rolled a seven on the dice um plus two so that's plus one overall so that is an eight great um so woo steps forward is that what this will be? This competition ground. This is now a place of healing. I asked for another. Deliver me a worthy opponent. You have mocked and spit upon the name of the hundred ghosts for as long as I can remember. I have given you nothing but patience and kindness, and you have returned to me hatred. I come to you in peace, and you attack me. I come to you in competition and not one of you will raise against me to fight in an, not one of you will come to face me in a combat that is not a farce. You have come dressed in my clothes to face me, to face the hundred ghosts. I know what you say. You all whisper the name of the white eyebrow in every room I enter, in every room I leave. That is the shadow that you have tied to my back no longer. Now you know that I am Wu, gentle no more. Just Wu. Does anyone wish to challenge me or will you bow to my strength? Will you bow before the hungering blade? There is a moment of silence when everyone just stares and no one makes a move. And then from somewhere in the audience, someone shouts, The hundred ghosts! The hundred ghosts! The hundred ghosts! And that picks up and more people are shouting with them. And everyone is shouting, A hundred ghosts! Until it is echoing throughout this ship and across the waters. I'm good to cut to an epilogue now. <laughs> yes. So let's let's have our epilogues. Yeah. Um, let's start with you, Yisan. Well, since everybody was like super uh, tied up with that, I figure I would complete the journey that I was attempting to do and go to my brother's house to look at his books and I'm going to steal his books and take it to his supervisor since I know that he is dead (laughs) and I'm just doing this in like the most ashamed fashion possible and yeah I have someone who cares for me a great deal at my side but it's hollow like you know they may as well be attending a grave for all I respond to their kindness. 
you can sort of oh you can sort of see like the little bit of hair starting to grow back out because well yeah she isn't bothering to try to act masculine or anything like that just yeah just defeated the guys shattered so puja dies whoa on uh oh no whoa i'm not done i'm not done puja dies on like the doctor's table ostensibly and judge chin uh is standing over her like leaning on a leading on a crook um like obviously having trouble standing and uh he's saying isn't there anything you can do and the doctor's like i'm sorry judge chin i there's the the poison she drew it into herself somehow um she's she's uh no one could no one could uh absorb that much that much negative breath and live um and judge chin like uh turns around and like staggers out like weeping um and then the next thing uh the next thing you see is some like grave diggers are carrying puja to a grave site but then her eyes flick open and she snarls and then it cuts away what that rules thanks I, I think we see Wu outside the cave of the white eyebrow. Um, and he walks in like determined and deliberate. His robes are once again the, the fine robes of the House of the Hundred Ghosts. Uh, he's he's wearing that, that sweet black, red, and gold number. Um, he walks in and the, the lights come on and there is the uh, silhouette of the white eyebrow. And I think he's he's met with like applause and uh, the white eyebrow says something to the effect of you have finally earned the right to look upon me. And like we can see Wu walking forward and the white eyebrow is like, you know, congratulating Wu on finally being a worthy heir and starting to like launch into like, okay, this is the next part of our plan. We must. And Wu keeps walking past the area where he is supposed to bow before the white eyebrow. And suddenly the eyebrow like sounds nervous. The, the hundred voices of, of the hundred ghosts say, no, stop. Uh, and we see Wu holding the hungering blade in front of himself, uh, and he draws it out. You you hear that keening sound, and then you hear a hundred screams, and it cuts to the credits. <laughs> Perfect. The show is deeply extra. I prefer to believe that this is like the third episode of a 12-episode season, and it somehow just has an exponential plot oh arc to it. Yeah, everything escalated very quickly at the end. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Before we stop the recording, I do want to say thank you so much for running this yes. for us, Agatha. Oh, thank you. Thank really, you for having really me really on. Fun. Yeah. This was a delight. Yeah. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week. Be sure to come back next week when we'll have an episode of the Overshare podcast. Until then, you might want to check out one of the other great gaming shows on the One Shot Network. Like Character Creation Cast. Character Creation Cast is a discussion podcast where Amelia Antrim and Ryan Boatier create characters in multiple role-playing games with prominent guests from around the game's community. Each month, Character Creation Cast examines the character generation process in-depth in a different game with new guests each series. They always take the time to reflect on the game, its design, and what guests have to say about it. Think of it as sitting in on a great Session Zero every week. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. And while I'm on my honeymoon, I'm not going to be calling out specific issues because it's actually a very stressful part of this process. But to all of my heroes, I encourage you, if there is something that bothers you about the world, to call your representatives about it. That can be a domestic issue, an international issue. And believe me, there are more than enough of 
both that should bother you. Taking the time to pick up a phone and call your representative helps let them know that the issue is important to you specifically, which in turn helps them figure out that it's important to their voters. And that's a big part of how politicians decide to devote their attention to different issues. If you're like me and you need a little assistance getting through this process, I recommend the site fivecalls.org. That's the number five calls. There, you can find a list of issue summaries affecting the country, contact information for your representatives, and a script to read while you're on the phone so you can get your message across. That makes calling much easier. Calling doesn't take that much time, and it can make a huge difference. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.